Well, welcome to the biggest book in the Bible, at least by chapter count, the book of Psalms. <laughs> We're going to go through this book now for the next 150 days. That's five whole months of journeying in the book of Psalms. And the book of Psalms is actually broken up into five books. And so we're now in book one of the Psalms. And this would have to be, uh, for most people, their favorite book of the Bible. It's very common when you ask people, what, what part of the Bible are you reading right now? And they say the Psalms. There's a lot of people who they read through their Bible, but they, they read as well as that a Psalm every day. Some people read a Psalm and a proverb every day. And um, the Psalms is one of those parts of the Bible that people relate to. It's not grounded in, in, it is grounded in history, but the history isn't so apparent here. Instead, what we've got, got are prayers and songs and people can relate to them. We all can. So we all have our favorite Psalms, like Psalm 23, a lot of people's favorite. This is the favorite book. And I know right at the beginning of our Bible video series, I asked, uh, what was your favorite book? And at the end, we're going to ask after having been through them all. But I know that a lot of people like the Psalms. And so here we are. We're going to read Psalm chapter one. And then I'm going to explain some things about the Psalms as a whole. And then we're going to consider the message of Psalm chapter one today. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand on the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in Yahweh's law. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by streams of water that produces fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does shall prosper. The wicked, not so. <laughs> but they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for Yahweh knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Um, that's the first of 150 Psalms. And uh, the Psalms um, are, are very different to every other book of the Bible because they're songs. There's one other book of the Bible that's a song, and that's called the Song of Solomon. We'll get to that later. There are other places in the Bible where you find songs like the Song of Deborah in the book of Judges, or the Song of Miriam in the book of Exodus, or Mary, or was it a Mary that sang a song, or Elizabeth in the book of Luke. And um, so we have songs appear in other places, but here we have an entire book of songs. It, it is Israel's hymnal. And in fact, it's, it's the church's hymnal as well, because all around the world, we sing songs every Sunday, and you would be surprised at how much that we sing comes right out of the book of Psalms. There are even some denominations that sing only the Psalms. In the New Testament, it says, Paul encouraged the church by telling them to sing Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So the Psalms are our hymn book. And of course, we've written other songs to add to it as well. But these are, and when we sing a psalm, we're singing a song that has been sung for thousands of years. Some of these songs are from David. He's uh, the oldest of the songwriters here. Uh, sorry, there's one song by Moses, Psalm 90. We'll get to that later. Now that psalm will be close to 3,400 years old, something like that. That's an old, old song that we sing when we sing from Psalm 90. A lot of Psalms are from David. In fact, David, uh, the Psalms, you know, as you go through the, the Psalms, the Psalms have titles. And um, 
Psalm chapter one did not have one, but a lot of the Psalms have a title that says, you know, a Psalm of David, or it might say a Psalm at the time that David was fleeing from Absalom, things like that. And so some of the Psalms, we know who wrote them. And um, so out of 150 Psalms, 73 are labeled a Psalm of David. Another two are labeled Psalms of Solomon. Another 12 are labeled Psalms of the sons of Korah. Another 12, Psalms of Asaph. There's one Psalm by someone called Heman. There's one Psalm by Ethan. There's one Psalm by Moses. And there are 48 that don't have labels on them. However, being sneaky like we are, we're able to work out that of those other 48, another three of them are definitely Psalms of David. Um, because two of them are labelled by the New Testament, you know, people in the New Testament. For example, in Psalm chapter 2, that's quoted in a sermon in Acts chapter 2, and Peter says, David said this, and he quotes Psalm chapter 2. So we know that Psalm chapter 2, which doesn't say a Psalm of David, is a Psalm of David. And that's the same as Psalm 95. It's also quoted in the New Testament as a Psalm of David. And the third one is Psalm chapter 10, which is a Psalm of David, and I'll, I'll explain how we know that when we get to that. So you've got the 73 that are labelled Psalms of David plus the extra three. There's a total of 76 Psalms by David, which is just over half. So half of this entire book is written by the king, King David. That's pretty cool. The other people here, Solomon, he was the son of David. He lived just after. Korah lived, the sons of Korah lived at the time of David. Asaph and Heman and Ethan, presumably they all lived at the time of David. Moses lived before. So some people, they discuss who put the book of Psalms together. Um, there are lots of different ideas. Some people think that these all Psalms were written and then someone much later, like Ezra the scribe, gathered them all together to make the hymnal. I suggest that David was the one that organized most of the hymnal together and there were a few Psalms just added to it later, like Psalm 137, which was written 500 years later in the exile when they were taken away to Babylon. So I suggest that this is all King David's work. I suggest that he wrote most of the songs. Asaph and Korah and other people around him, they wrote more songs. Moses wrote an older one. David gathered them all together and made a hymn book. And we know in 1 Chronicles chapter 25 to 27, there's three whole chapters describing how David set up worship in the temple. He set up rosters for musicians and singers. Well, I have a feeling <laughs> He put this hymnal together and gave it to these people and said, these are the songs for you to sing in the temple. So I think what we've got here is something very, very special, an old hymnal. And I think there were a few songs that were sung, like, written later and added in like Solomon's and the one from Babylon. So we'll talk about all of them as we go along. But uh, the word, the Hebrew name for this book is Tehillim, which literally means hymns. So we have a book here called Hymns. The word Psalms comes from the Greek word Samos, which we you know later on they made a Greek version of the Bible, and that just means hymns as well, spiritual songs. The Psalms are devotional, so they're the, they're the type of thing that speaks to you no matter who you are, male or female, what race you are, when you lived, where you live, they speak to you. The Holy Spirit is the one that wrote these songs, and they're wonderful. So the book, uh, the book, of Psalms is made up of five books, and book number one is nearly entirely Psalms of David, and it's gonna go from Psalm chapter one through to Psalm chapter 41, 
and it's gonna start out with Psalm chapter one, which is kind of like an introduction to the entire book. And it's gonna compare two people, the righteous, it says man in this translation, blessed is the man, it means a person. Blessed is the, the person who walks in the way of the Lord. And so Psalm one compares the righteous person and the wicked person. And um, it says that he, he, this person, meditates on the law of the Lord day and night. Now, you know, when we were doing the Old Testament first five books, the Pentateuch, we were, just, we were talking about the law, you know, and the law in one sense is, uh, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. That's the law, first five books. But in another sense, the law is the actual specific laws that God gave in those books. You know, in Exodus, Leviticus, and then re-summarized in Deuteronomy. Those are the laws, the actual laws. So that's the law. But here in Psalms, when it says that, that a person who meditates on the law of the Lord day and night is blessed, what, what law is that? Well, here it's generic. It's generic for the things that God says. So it's bigger than those first five books of the Bible. It's bigger than the specific laws of the Bible. It's the whole word of God. It's everything that the Lord says to you through his word. That's the law of the Lord. And when someone takes the word of God, they take it to heart and they love it and they think about it all the time, this psalm says that person is blessed. And it says that person is like a tree that's planted right next to a river. So it's got plenty of water and his roots go right down into that water, and it, it's going to succeed in everything that person does. Everything they do will prosper, it says. And that's really, really wonderful. And that's the type of people we want to be. So we want to be people who are constantly considering what God has to say, and if we do, we'll be blessed. But the wicked people, and this psalm contrasts them, they're like chaff, blown away. They're gone. They will not last in the day of judgment. And it's an interesting psalm to follow right on off from the book of Job, which we've just been doing for the last 42 days, which had a lot to say about the wicked and the righteous. And um, so it is an interesting thought that if you are someone that doesn't contemplate God, you don't care about his ways, his words don't mean anything to you, you may be fine for right now, but you're like chaff. There's no substance to you. Eventually in the day of judgment, you'll be just blown away, you'll be gone. But the wicked, not so. And um, in this chapter, this will be the last point I make for today, we get introduced to something that we're gonna see over and over and over, all the way through the Psalms, and it's very common in Hebrew poetry. It was very common in the book of Job too, but I just didn't point it out to you, and that's called parallelism. And, um, I'm going to grab, for example, just chapter verse 4 and read that to you again. Uh, verse 5. We'll read verse 5. It says, The wicked shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. So you notice that that verse, verse 5, it said the same thing in two different ways, like parallel statements. The wicked will not stand in the judgment. Sinners will not stand in the congregation of the righteous. So it's kind of like saying the same thing twice but in different ways. Well, that's parallelism. And all the way through the Psalms, we're gonna come across this over and over and over again, where it says the same thing twice, but just uses different words. We find in the book of Proverbs too, which we'll get to soon. It'll say something like, you know, 
A wise, son, a, a wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son, you know, brings grief to his mother. So that's an example of opposing parallel statements. It'll say one thing and then say the exact, the exact same thing, but in the opposite way in the next line. So that's parallelism. So all of this is, is are examples of Hebrew poetry. And in English, we have poetry too. We've got great poets. And in Australia, we've got famous poets like Banjo Patterson and Henry Lawson. They've written some fabulous, fabulous works. And, um, you know, like a bush christening. What a great tale that is. And in Australian or English poetry, we know it's poetry because it's got, you know, figurative language and rhyming lines. But in Hebrew poetry, we've got rhyming ideas. And uh, that's how it works. Now, in Hebrew poetry, if we could read it in Hebrew, we would also discover sometimes there's rhyming sounds as well. And often they're at the start of the sentence, not at the end. We don't get the benefit of all of that. We lose a lot of the coolness of the Hebrew poetry by reading it in English, sorry to say. But one of the things that does remain is the rhyming ideas, the parallelism. And so we saw it just there in verse five, but as we go through Psalms, we're going to see it a lot. And I'll point it out at some other places in the future. But anyway, we start the book of Psalms by, by comparing wicked people and righteous people. And we note that righteous people, they love to think about the Lord. And they do. <laughs> so Lord, we thank you for your ways. We thank you that you're so kind and wonderful to us. Thank you we're in the Psalms, one of the favorite books. And I pray that the Psalms would open up to us in the 149 days that are ahead of us. In Jesus' name, amen.